Before you listen to this episode of Puthi Gang, we wanted to let you know that we will be discussing topics that may be triggering to some, including police brutality and the recent events surrounding George Floyd. If you want to help George and his family get justice, please text Floyd, that is F-L-O-Y-D, 255156, and or justice, that is J-U-S-T-I-C-E, to 668366. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hey guys! Welcome back! Wow! Welcome back to the Uchiest, Baluchiest, Galuchiest, Kaluchiest podcast. It's your pussy gang. Pussy gang. Pussy gang. Welcome back to Pussy Gang. Thank you so much for supporting our first episode for everyone who's been listening. Um, We're super excited to get this show on the road. Absolutely. We were so excited to put out our first episode, and we were really curious about what we should do for our second episode, and we were like, you know what, we're literally called Putty Gang, let's do something fun, let's do something spicy, but there's a lot of shit going on in the world right now, and a we l- should talk about it. Let's, what's what's on your guys' minds? What's what's going cool. on? How's everyone doing? Introduction. Taylor, how's your week? How have you been? Me? I start, I start first. Okay, um... I'm really sad about all the shit that's going on in the world right now. I feel like I've been having a lot of conversations with, like, my friends from back home just about, like, the... Remember when Trump got elected, Jalen? Are you guys... I don't know what it was like for you um, around the election because you guys were in your senior year of high school, but our freshman year... Um, the election happened, and the next day, like, a lot of the pres, a lot of, um, not presidents, but professors, um, decided to call class off and was just like, you know, like, take this moment to mourn, and, like, you could really feel that moment happening with everyone, and I- That was the quietest it's ever been on campus. And I feel like that that moment is happening now again with, like, police brutality and shit, and it's so disgusting, and, like, just lack of mindfulness. I'm sorry, I was taking this somewhere else. Someone else go. I'm t- no, but I, I completely agree with you. I feel like we'll talk about it probably later in the episode, too. But sure. it just it sucks because it's it just seems like history is being repeated, even though people have tried to do things about it. People have advocated for, you know, just better. Situation. It's like, why do we call ourselves the best country in the world? What makes us the best country in the world? Like what really at the root of it makes every single person free and happy? You know what I mean? Never, never agree with that statement. Bitches be saying that. I was like, just because it's in the Pledge of Allegiance, I don't agree. I be fucking disagreeing. Yeah. Tara, how have you been? Um, I'm excited to explore this subject a little bit later on in the podcast, too. Yeah. I think that there will be a lot of good conversation to come from it. Um, I think this week I've been a little bit uh, feeling the cabin fever and just, like, the quarantine. I don't Same! Know, I, feel like, I feel like the past couple months have been really crazy. There's been so much going on, blah, 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 blah di da di do And this... <laughs> Blah-dee-da-dee-doo. <laughs> Listen. Fuck. And this week, as, like, we're kind of getting into summer and stuff more so, it's feeling like summer here. And mm-hmm. I am, like, it's such a change from like what I've been used to the past three years and like my summers going back home um you know leaving Boston etc so it is very different and I think that it has affected like I would say my like overall mood I've been a little bit Mm -hmm. like more subdued than I usually am like this past week which has definitely been a noticeable change but I also feel that I like wanting to kind of I'm sure a lot of other people feel similarly right now in this time and I'd be curious to like listeners comment or whatever but like i i deleted my instagram a few days ago and like am wanting to you kind did? of 
<laughs> yeah, I like deleted the app. I still have, I still have it, but um, oh. I like, I still have my accounts. But okay. yeah, I deleted the app from my phone, and like, I'm not trying to say that I'm going cold turkey off of social media, but I do like want to spend a little less time on that, and not even that I want to spend less time with technology, but like, I kind of want to spend more time alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And away from all that pressure. Like, yeah, completely. yeah. A huge part of me, I feel like lately has been like oh fuck i kind of just want to run to the mountains and like yeah hide for the next three months mm-hmm. um that sounds so appealing especially just it's just like being inundated with like the same old same old and yeah it's tiring but mm-hmm. i think that it's also lent to more productivity and more creativity like i feel like i've been better at like my practicing and painting and like also just getting work done so on that front i feel really good but yeah that's that's all for me jay what's what's going on with you what's happening although i fucking hear it every fucking day what's happening (laughs) oh Oh my god also i don't i think i edited it out because it just didn't work with the last episode but for the podcast context me tara and taylor are quarantining together while brenda she's at her parents home because she lives close by bu she lives in massachusetts yeah I've also been in a similar state as Tara. I feel like I realized as a person, I can get very invested in activities when I first learn them. And it's, I've like always been like this as a kid. It's such a bad habit, but like I get so wrapped into things and then it kind of fizzles out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like reminded, I'm like, oh shit, I have all these other things to tend to and I have to tend to them. And like, I, as, yeah, I've just been feeling so stuck at home and like, I don't, I'm just, I'm such a work at a cafe type of person. You're an out and about person. Jay during the school year is rarely at home. She's very much like out early, in late. Um, You know, like Mm -hmm. she's a, you're a busybody. Yeah, it's just like, mm -hmm. and like, I think when we first launched the podcast, it was super exciting and like, I was kind of like letting myself take on so much responsibility and like, I loved it. I loved doing all those things. But then, like, the first episode was released, and I was like, well, there are three days that we don't got nothing to do with the podcast. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened to me. I was, I was like, like, what the fuck am I going to do I with myself so now? I hype. And because we were, we had launched it, and we were just like, this is our fucking passion baby. project. Yeah. This is and then our I was baby. Like, and then me and, me and Taylor were walking to Trader Joe's today, and we were like, fuck, we got to look for jobs. And I just remembered that I should start looking for jobs. So, listeners, if anyone has a connection in the film and television, industry and screenwriting for tv i would love to do it i will do bitch work i will get you coffee i can't drive yet but when i can i will pick up your laundry (laughs) you don't want her to drive you don't want her to drive i'm telling you right now brender brender please our lord and savior please go all right all right so going back to the question check-in i think i can just kind of laminate on the kind of feeling Oh my god. Wow. Okay, what's what's up? What's up? Laminate? Talk to me. Oh, because I feel like I'm going to say the same damn things you guys are saying, so let me be the final layer, period. I'm going to have to pull out a thesaurus for this shit. Laminate, doesn't that mean to put, like, the paper, the plastic? Laminate is that final? Yeah. What? Okay, no. (laughs) Laminate? I'm sorry, Rhonda. Keep going. None of us are English majors. Clearly. All right, podcast viewers, listeners, just, just just take a second, evaluate the situation, and keep in mind, just 
just watch these tendencies as the podcast go. Tendencies <laughs> like you guys are like, how do you feel? I go, well, I just want to kind of laminate on what everyone was saying. Laminate because and you then said you guys, laminate. Because lam- I'm saying the same things. Have you guys never heard someone say that before? I've never no. heard. I'm gonna. I've been laminating um, all day. Okay, so oh. I'm gonna erase the past minute in my mind. Get to my check in for the past week. I feel like I'm just super underwhelmed. Like I feel like during quarantine, I had a minute to be on vacation and have all these future prospects and work on like internships financial goals just really be about myself but now that things are starting to lighten up and nothing new is happening i'm just so over it i'm like yeah even if the restrictions are being lifted we're still technically quarantined life will never be the same like who am i uh also the fact that i live in the burbs like all the stuff that i used to do and friends i used to see i don't do them or talk to them anymore so i really do feel at home like kind of weirded out because there's like everything super regular i don't have a routine at all mm-hmm. it's so yeah. strange because it's like it's we're doing the same thing every day but there's still a lack of routine even though we're doing yeah. the same do you know what i mean like yeah. it's the same tone but like different notes it fucking i know exactly what you're talking about brenda um when you say like you haven't it feels like super regular like have you been talking to your friends from home and stuff like your high school friends and all that jazz a lot i think to be honest the way covid impacted everyone relationships are just not the same like for example talking about covid to a graduating senior is not the same as talking to my friends who are in my grade because for them this is kind of it's the end of a major chapter so the sentiments are very very much different than someone else who's kind of like mid college still going through the hardships yeah like you still still have have another year to look forward to but even so like you that it's it's still so obscure for class of 2021 because like it you we might not go back to regular ways of learning by the time that it is your guys senior year and then that question arises for your year as well so i think that that's also a super valid concern Mm -hmm. but like as of right now you're right like i think that everyone's very much like in the attitude that they are also as like a senior i definitely like you guys know i really mourned like losing my senior year and like i know that at least for bu and i'm pretty sure a lot of other universities they aren't sure if they're gonna reopen and like it sucked for me having to like cut my senior year short i hope that you guys are able to have like a safe senior year and like get to live out your experience and like celebrate yourselves because like everyone fucking deserves that college is hard Dead yeah ass. and even the people that i'm not seeing now it's very weird because they were people who you spent talking to every day during covid but now that we're separated you probably haven't talked to them as much so you mean before COVID, covid yeah 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 Yeah. like do we go back to just like being friends with the same people or <laughs> dude and there there are those weird relationships too with like people that you see almost every day and like you just pass by and you have a conversation in the hallway but you never like hang out but like you love them but now it's like we've never really video chatted or anything like do we start doing that? I don't know. Dude, I feel, too, that, like, at the beginning of COVID, I was reaching mm-hmm. out to, like, everyone that I've ever fucking yeah. talked to. Like, anybody. Yes. I'm like, oh, I met you on the street that one time. Are you well? How's your family? <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you trip on the street when I met you? you? Yeah, but, like, I feel like I was, like, really, I was, like, 
like full-time freaking yeah. job checking with my family and my family members like friends and stuff from everywhere and it was really nice because I feel like a period I felt super connected I think that it literally mm-hmm. like it did make me feel like really connected to people but then you're very good at checking in on people yeah I'm not. But don't hate me if I'm I don't do it lie. anymore, guys. Don't hate me. I'm I was dead. gonna say, I was. You said it best. It's a full time job. Like yeah, it yeah. fucking is it's a, a lot, lot of work to keep up with everyone every single day. Yeah, and I feel like oh, I don't know. I've, after talking to some other like friends and like my therapist, she was saying like the same thing, and I think that that has definitely like altered some of my relationships. And I do think that like some of my friendships from home or some of my friendships of people from college that aren't here anymore and stuff like they're definitely changing and it's like super weird to kind of like be in this space of like well talking to you about my life which consists of really not much at the moment isn't gonna like you know I feel like there are some people that I bump into on the street like when we'd walk down Calm Ave for everyone who doesn't go to BU it's like the main part of our campus um like when I walk down Calm Ave we'd be like how was your day like what have you been up to and then now it's just like well the same fucking shit I did yesterday you know there's like nothing really new to discuss yeah and I think for people like social butterflies which um I would consider myself one I think that it's like definitely a change a shift and that doesn't mean it's like bad or anything but it's definitely different in forces I don't know I feel like I'm being forced to kind of reevaluate my role in relationships and my friendships and I feel stuff. that 110 percent really I'm I literally don't talk to people unless I'm like <laughs> like I feel like everyone has like degrees of friendships and I only yeah. talk so maybe like my first and seconds now because at this point same dead ass it's just yeah I was just gonna say um that I feel as though there are so many people that have had, like, such varied college experiences, and there are people who, like, Mm -hmm. BU is such, like, a home for them, and that's so great, and, like, it, for everybody who feels that way, like, it must be devastating not to be here on campus this semester, um, for people who are gonna be returning to BU, having that uncertainty be there, like, I I can't imagine what that's like because I literally haven't had that relationship with BU. Um, mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's also something to be said for, like, the people that... Because I know that I a lot of my friends in CS are just, like, don't fucking care about not being here. Because mm-hmm. I also think you guys are, like, you guys are consumed in your work. Like, yeah. Like, it's definitely... Yeah. It's hard to be part of, like, a greater community when there's really no space for you to do that yeah I think that BU was such a great and that makes me really like think myself into a wholesome time about like I think that you guys love BU so much because you're able to self-express so much do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean in like certain aspects like you're able to join these clubs and like be and like not to say that I didn't have that opportunity because I did but it makes me think about like whether or not I should have taken advantage of that more or if I even could have handled it because like I tried to do other activities, and it fucking sucked, like, rowing Rowing, for an entire year. Also, I just want to say, because Taylor mentioned the people who aren't here, I just want to say to, like, if any seniors are listening and you guys didn't, because me and Taylor are seniors, but we live really close to campus, so we're still basically here, and, like, I definitely find BU a home, and I'm lucky enough that it's still there for me, like, Mm -hmm. the actual physical campus, so I can kind of 
feel the school a little bit, but, like, I'm so sorry if you had to go home and just uproot everything. Like, that must fucking suck. Yeah, but I never even had a chance to come back and say goodbye. Back to what Taylor was saying before, sometimes I feel a little bit of the opposite, because I feel like I'm very, I was very, very involved here on campus, and I kind of almost spread myself too thin, but I think I managed everything well. You did. Um, you super did. Thank you. But then, like, I see all the seniors graduating with, like, magna cum laude and summa cum laude and all this shit and i'm just like well i didn't care about my grades much like i and it's so annoying because i was so close to getting cum laude but i didn't and i know that like ultimately in my industry those numbers don't matter and numbers don't matter but like it's it sucks sometimes because i'm like did i even get the most out of what i'm here for like exactly i think all of us came to be you coming from just like that high school experience of going to college in itself was a huge leap of independence and there was mm-hmm. pride in, I think, all of us being able to go to yeah. an institution like BU. Mm-hmm. And I feel that, like, all the time. Like, absolutely. Also the opportunity. The opportunity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm just like, did I not take advantage of all these those opportunities that I had here because I was so focused on, like, the activities I was involved in on campus, you know? But in a dude, way, though, you, you totally took advantage did. of so many fucking opportunities. You did. But I mean, like, industry opportunities. Like, I could have gotten through, like, film and television. Like, they were internships Bro, are you going to do gotten. that for the rest of your life? Hearing You're this, right. I'm You're like, right. damn, we can't make a single bitch happy. We just have yeah, to learn like, to, like, no, like no, fuck, like, I'm it. not happy immersing myself in my work. And I graduated with honors, <laughs> and, like, that's not fulfilling yeah. enough for me. And, like, you, I'm sure that you feel so fulfilled. I don't want to speak yeah, for you to that I'm you don't, so but the fact that you're... The fact that you're even, like, considering, like, oh, maybe. Like, fuck, you can't make a single bitch yeah, happy. It's, it's crazy. Bro. It's crazy. It's, I don't know. Y'all should just be proud that you freaking made yeah. it. And that's, then, like, that's 2020. And, and know that, like, yeah. any places that you don't feel fulfilled from this, then in your next chapter in your life, go after those things that mm-hmm. you think would offer that fulfillment. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, now. and I think in, in, a, in, in a weird blessing kind of way, quarantine and especially like these past couple weeks in particular Mm -hmm. have like given me that kind of clarity like I've had I feel like a lot of weight drop off of my shoulders in the duration of quarantine because I've had to like same yeah I feel like I've had to deal with a lot up front because you're just stuck with yourself all day um it's the worst and like having that clear I like I I it's been so long since I've wanted so much to do something just for the sake of fucking doing yeah, it. Yeah, and not having to be you obligated I mean? to fucking do it, yeah. Exactly, and I'm, like, starting to feel that again, and it feels good. Okay, I saw this TikTok. I think I told you guys about this the other day. I saw this TikTok. Listeners, I'm exposing myself a little bit right now, but, like, I'm a sweaty person, I feel. Can, like, I, I, feel like- can I just add an antidote to that? One time I walked into our freshman room showering, and Tara was on the floor fighting a jar of coconut oil <laughs> because her hands were too moist to open it. And this was like in our very, very early stages of our friendship. Ugh. And not gonna lie, seeing a grown woman on her floor wrestling a jar, it took me a little back. But then the fact that it was a jar of coconut oil, I was like, all right, she's she went it, she went it. It's for the culture. Brenda bought me a huge tub of coconut That's oil real for, like, Christmas or something. It was... Okay, I want to open up this fucking segment by saying, 
along with Tara, I also saw a motherfucking TikTok. And it was all of these people in Alabama oh on the beach. God. On the beach. And oh my God, they, you sent me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all just um, like chilling out. And this guy is going and like interviewing them. And he, he's just like, what? What what the and fuck? And it looks like doing? a full like, what, ass going beach. On? It looks and, like a regular beach on a regular day. And this man was just like, I, I my president doesn't wear a face mask, so I don't <gasps> feel like wearing Which a face mask. Which I didn't mask. even this think other- about because now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just like, whoa, why don't does Trump wear a face mask? Because that's not setting a good example for the country if he doesn't. He doesn't, and he's taking a drug for COVID that isn't even approved by oh the FDA God. right now. Oh, we did you see, did oh you see Nancy Pelosi's hilarious snapback in office? Nancy Pelosi's what snapback? Nancy Pelosi, like, it's, there's an interview of her where she literally full. I mean, she's always yes, I saw this. But it's the it one where so she's good. like, I don't know what he's drinking, but oh. like. Yeah, she's just like, I don't know what the president of our country is on, but don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't Don't, do it. it. Dude, that Um, TikTok, though, of the Alabama, like, that... that's got to be the floor Bama shorts. That was, there was, like, that there was a be. woman who literally I, said, like, oh, I don't need to wear a face mask because there's so much wind. They're, they're gonna, it's going to blow yes! the germs away. Are you fucking dumb? There was a girl our age who was just like, if God wants me to die. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, let her. She was the most relatable one. Let them go live like that. Up to them. I don't, like, Yeah, let them, she's like, if that's what he has in store for me, that's, that's what he so has in store stupid. for me. I'm like, no, bitch, you, God will let you choose to stay at home. Isn't that? so weird though that like given that we were we're all girls who go to school up in the northeast that there's very much a whole 180 perspective of this global pandemic and it's like we're all in the same country there are countries making memes about us there are countries literally making memes about us that are just like americans when they hear that a pandemic is happening well also like i just think i mean first of all it's so different in uh, in different countries like I, i remember i was talking to a friend from norway like who obviously they're because of the nature of like scandinavia like they've been able to institute like phase one and stuff a little bit earlier than other places um and they have very like they're they're pretty chill but whereas like as opposed to like i have friends in rome who have been quarantined for far longer than yeah, we like have nice. and have literally not stepped out of their house and like because they can't because like the, they the lost military, so like, much of their senior population mm, and it's because mm. they have such a great senior population yeah in italy dude. but it is like there's so many different perspectives and i think when you sent me that tiktok or whoever which one of you whichever one of you sent me that tiktok i was like because i'm so around people that have similar views and uh-huh. like and and like i see people that are think the same like similar ways as yeah. me in terms of like Oh, we're gonna social distance, quarantine, etc. But you like, know what? Take proper precautions. Insane. There are people here that I have been seeing. I knew you oh were gonna say this. Oh my god! I don't want to say. Oh my titties is tingling. Look at them. My nipples is hard for this. Go ahead. But I was saying, like, even in the northeast, I have seen people who go to Boston University, like literally our peers, people that I have like met before and that I know, who are not quarantining. Yeah. And it's ridiculous because I think- Who have had who COVID. Have, oh my God, I know of people who have had COVID and people are openly hanging out with, I don't know. But I, I think it's also just like super selfish because I think obviously when this whole thing started, like people said like, do it for two weeks and then you'd know and then you could start expanding your circle, which yeah, you can. But I also think that that doesn't mean 
like go to people's houses and sit down and like go on outings it can mean like maybe take a walk with someone but don't touch them when you're walking you know like it dismisses the severity of the global pandemic and the fact that there are people dying to literally be in your position people who'd kill i really hate this idea that a lot of people have and it's just like it's it's one of those things that is just such a dumb assumption for I'm sorry, I don't mean to be, like, a bitch, but I think it's such a dumb assumption for people to make. Like, I hate the idea about immunity. Immunity is the thing that messes me up the most. People are like, well, if I get COVID, that means that I can go outside and do whatever. No, there's no evidence on that. That's not correct. You can't just make that assumption. And, like, I've had conversations with people who were just like, it gives me peace of mind to think this way. And I'm just like, what the? That's that's irresponsible of you because you're not thinking about everybody else. I think else. it's super selfish, too, to those people who live in, like, underprivileged communities who can't really, like... Like, a lot of people who are essential workers have to go risk their lives every day for more privileged people like us who can... who do have the the privilege to stay inside. And it's like, if you're not... Even if you aren't directly impacted by COVID and, yeah, maybe you've had it and don't or you're asymptomatic or what the fuck ever, like... The possibility of you giving it to someone else who may be in a worse situation and can't actually deal with it for whatever right. reason is Boom. super selfish. I'm like, don't... It's it's truly, you have to think about everyone else. It's not just you. Because even if you're seeing the same 20 people, you're they're still going into, like, stores and shops. Like, oh. And we've literally never been in this position no. before. I, anybody on Earth has never lived through a pandemic, I believe so. I want to say that that's correct, but it I might think, not be. I think there f- there might be, like, still there, a few... There might be some mad heads in the back. You know, some old heads. Some old heads. Who some, feel little... like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. They're like, oh, shit, I'm really out the this time. <laughs> I'm really, really I, I just think out. about, like, how... Like we we can't even stay inside, but like my grandparents, like they they have not left yeah. their built like their their apart their condo because they live in a condo, and like they don't leave their complex. Like their neighbors bring food to their literal door, and like I, I think I don't know. I think people are ridiculous. I've I've I listened to this and to this um like the Daily had a story a couple days ago about um some some a family in Jersey who two members of the family like they all this family lived in an apartment complex blah 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 and then two members of this family died from covid and one was an undocumented immigrant one was uh, a citizen Mm -hmm. who had like immigrated as well and in both cases like they died even though one was able to get health care and the other like decided to not even try because it was just so much worth it wasn't worth the hassle and like it is that i remember after listening to that like i mean it's really hard i think right now a lot of the news is super freaking hard to digest because there's a lot of really sad things going on in the world but also i find that it's a good reminder for me a lot of the time that like this shit isn't i don't know because like i see a lot of people like being like oh phases are happening and stuff and i'm like wait this is still like rampant like this is gonna kill it's still very much real you know yeah I think that like I don't I don't even know. There's such it is crazy to me and also very humbling and like I think it makes me a more open-minded person to realize that like there is such a variance in how much knowledge everybody has 
it is just wild to me and like of course we're all individuals but like to live in a country where there is such such a variance in thought you know what i mean yeah and also like I mean, I cannot believe so many people were freaking on the sh- on the shore. Yeah, bro. When like people are getting super arrested for being outside in like places like yeah. New- also, just want to say like I'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen this, but like in fucking literally across like the Hudson East River, whichever river, like back home in New York, people like black and brown communities in Brownsville were being fucking like arrested and shit for literally stepping outside to get air whereas people who were outside of their outside of their apartment and people who were in West Village who were in parks without masks on picnicking like nothing was going on they were being handed masks and the police is walking around helping them out handing water and stuff like it's so I also think like people who don't say it does say a lot about people's perception of the world whether they choose to quarantine and take the necessary precautions or not just because i feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people are willing to be like a person who's an advocate 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 act whatever that word um activist advocate people who consider themselves like activists or people who care about social justice and like just because something like violent isn't happening in front of your eyes doesn't mean that like somewhere across the world or across the country something is happening to other people because of the spread or actually not that even far away and it might not even have to fucking do with coronavirus talking about minneapolis and george floyd like i am it 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 it's just it's just so crazy sometimes to think about like there is so much more than just us and like our problems going on mm-hmm. there is there's so there's just so much i'm just reminded every day that there's so much there's not just coronavirus there's so much going you know on. there and you would think that something that we're all going through together would bring us closer together and it's still like there are these outbursts of just like complete like non-humanity you know mm-hmm. i've seen on twitter someone was saying that like we already were living in a pandemic and now that we're in a health Whoa! pandemic that what? Bru- when you drop in you drop in with like the 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 fucking like the hits of the yeah. century <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> i really i'm sorry i should i should like interject more but i like soaking things Aww. in because like this really does feel like a regular conversation we would mm-hmm. all have like day to day, anyways. Yeah. But especially just, oh my God, es- emphasizing on that point, you're not a social justice warrior if you're only speaking about the most erratic, uh-huh. like violent riots happening. And I, you know what? Unpopular opinion. I have no problem stepping on toes saying this, but this pandemic and watching how people carry themselves around not only the protocols that the cdc gave us but then in like in parallels to police brutality i don't think i have enough non people like non people of color friends who actually are down for the fight and this sounds really rude but i don't really i don't bother checking up on them because you're out here risking everyone else's life acting like there's not you know a plague of black people being mm-hmm. killed mm. and like how how can i really be friends with you on that and i think that especially this morning waking up looking at my siblings made me want to cry and then i literally had to That's sit so down weird. the eldest and be like hey and she was like asking me all these things about the news 
and I had to give her that talk where it's like even though it's a horrible thing that they like that innocent people are being killed you still have to do a to z to make sure you're never in that position to be killed and she was like why do i have to like i told her for example if you see an officer like literally either soft smile or don't look him in Mm -hmm. the eye and she was like well what if i like see him doing something wrong and i'm like (laughs) and like think about the fact that like we are all like poc and I can't, I, I would, I never yeah. have that conversation with my little, I'll have a conversation with her being a woman yeah. and like a young mm-hmm. woman, but like, I will never have to have a conversation with her about her skin tone and what that means yeah. to yeah. Um, like the officers. And that's like and s- such the fact a, that sorry, you have to be like afraid of like that, that there's like a fear of being literally murdered because of mm-hmm. the color of your skin is something that like. It's just incomprehensible, mm-hmm. but it's such a real reality. It's, and it needs to change. Yeah. And it, and it, like I saw, I also saw, like I mean, Twitter has been like really blowing up, um, the past few days too. And like, it, it's I I really like Twitter because it does make me like I feel that my Twitter feed a lot of the time is stuff that I really need to be seeing on my timeline. Mm-hmm. So I really I've always loved Twitter for that. Social um, media is a news source is, nowadays. Totally, yeah. It is the main news source 100%. Yeah. I completely go ahead. Yeah, and like I saw I was I was scrolling and a lot of the tweets that I was see that I was seeing on my timeline had to do with like the justice and stuff, but I saw a tweet that like was like, "Wow, COVID stopped everything in its tracks except for pr- police brutality particularly against people of color at black people specifically and i was like wow it has shut down the entire world but it's still like there's still it's, this it's also it's still that is, it's so fresh. oh bacon bits it's <laughs> bacon bits <laughs> they still managed to get us the literal 13 yeah. percent of the population not even the biggest minority and i no. i don't i i used to feel really bad talking about specifically black people yeah. issues don't feel because bad people all. would yeah. like i grew up in communities where the other the other minorities were the bigger volume so they're like well us asians us Latin i was i was just gonna stuff. touch on that finish your point <laughs> and then I, I was just gonna touch on that yeah but then like honestly after a while it wasn't even like i just let them run me over my i realized that my silence was a way of accepting that my struggles weren't as serious or should be treating as equal as all the other minorities but lack of a better word fuck that fuck that 13 percent of this country and you're still just killing us for shits and giggles yeah i i i just can't and even though yes i'm not a black man or i i live in the northeast i'm super lucky that i'm from the suburbs of massachusetts but i still can get killed at any moment for how i look and that's frightening i we all live super privileged lives and then it will hit me in the middle of the night and i'll be like oh my god did my uncle come home i'll call him and he'll be oh like yeah god. i'm downstairs and then he'll be like why are you thinking that way and i'm like because you yeah, never- you have reason yeah. To. it's crazy oh. when you said the thing too about like growing up in surrounded by other people of color i was just gonna say like it's so frustrating to me too when other people of color don't stand up for each other 
because just because it doesn't directly affect them and i'm just like yeah whatever i'm an asian woman and i have gone through my experiences with racism growing up but i've never anything that you just mentioned i have never had to have a talk with my younger sister my parents never talked to me in that way about the color of my skin like i i don't remember the last time an asian person was like do you want to hear something that i do what I keep a Boston University sweatshirt in my car. So in the event that I ever get pulled over, I look more legitimate as like a student student that goes to a private accredited institution. Doesn't that sound weird? That's so fucked that you have to think about. You know what's also... It's crazy. What's also so fucked up is that like so many white people and people of color are like, well fucking take black culture and like rap culture and make it their entire personality but when it comes to the hard part the hard part of black culture is completely ignored and they don't want to say shit but when it comes to like music and stuff they claim it like it's everything that they are and it's like you can't take one thing without taking the other brenda literally said it best like right at the beginning of this conversation and it's just like white people need to do way Way better. better like that's what it is that's what it is like did you brenda did you hear about the thing that happened in central park no tell me about it there was this um woman who was walking her dog unleashed in an area in central park where you're supposed to have your dogs on leashes and this older black man like this 57 year old man um who is like a frequent goer of this area in central park um notices this and he says to this woman hey can you put your dog on a leash um and she's just like fuck no and she starts getting like hysterical and freaking out and she go he starts filming this so there's an entire video of this he was also like six feet away from her like he was nowhere near her he was so far from her and she was just like um i'm gonna call the police and tell them that you're threatening my life and you get and then she gets on the phone with 911 and she's just like there's a black man an african-american man here that's threatening (laughs) me and my dog and the whole time she's swinging her dog by the collar she's been fired from her job she has had to give up her dog as well based off of that video it's she had to give that. up her dog because do you see yeah, how she's swinging? She was, yeah, dude. You have to see this. And it's the most terrifying. She literally tried to weaponize the police against this man. Isn't that... That's terrifying. And imagine if on top of that he wasn't recording. That would have been such a bad situation. I know. And she like, was such a fucking actress do- too in that video. She made it seem like oh something was going God. on. Absolutely nothing was happening. It scares me so much about this country, the lack of, like, belief we have in individuals Mm -hmm. and, like, their Mm -hmm. experiences. And this, I I am broadening this and, like, thinking, too, of, like, women who go to the police to to report a rape or something. Mm -hmm. And just, like, how terrible people who go to prison and like are completely innocent and like don't have a voice and like don't i'm sorry i'm going all different places right now i'm feeling all the things about this country (laughs) (laughs) no seriously and like i hate to admit it because i'm seeing it as i'm getting as i'm getting older it's definitely becoming a strength to be aware of it however sometimes i don't even want to be a doctor because it seems like it doesn't really matter how successful i might feel or what i accomplish for the sake of others like a doctor literally saving the lives of others does it really even matter 
if people are gonna look at me and still di- like diminish me, I'm terrified you to have a son. Go get your fucking your PhD, your MD. You go get every single fucking degree ever in the entire yes. world. Mm-hmm. I will literally protect you until the day I oh, die, no. bitch. Yes. Like, oh, God. I hate that you have to even have a thought like that. If you are meant to be a doctor, if that is what you want, and that is. I, I hate to fucking be a person who is, like, who I, like, my color, my skin tone right now, and say, like, you should just go do whatever you want, but I, that's just so, uh, I, but it's, you're an ally, you're an should ally, do whatever you want. the affirmations are so appreciated, but also, isn't the best, isn't the best way to, like, for you, for you personally, regardless of anything else, like for you, for yourself to validate for yourself to do, to achieve the dreams that you want yeah. to with like, it, yes, to an extent, so I calmer. should fulfill like my own desires. However, these back to back two week clips of black yeah. people dying in the past month, it's like all you can see on social media mm-hmm. yeah. and more. It's definitely a strength as I said before, like, creating that mindset of, like, growing from these traumatic things, but I don't think any other race has to literally open up Twitter and just see people dying that look like them. Also, yeah, going off of that, too, I hate people who, like, repost those videos of people being hurt. Oh, in my the God. Because it's God. also, like, people <laughs> who experience that and people who are aware of it that may not experience it, we all know that shit happens. No one needs the proof that a lot of other people need, and it's just not... Black people don't have to relive that experience every single time. That's not It is okay. horrifying how desensitized younger people than oh, us are growing 110%. up. Oh, 110%. It's, it's, it's over- a, a I, really I, ugly world. It is. It's overwhelming. I, I, it's, it's so interesting to me that you used the word underwhelmed earlier because, like, I feel so overwhelmed, like, by by the news and stuff all the time. And it's just, it's really it's really hard to see, like, it, it's really hard to digest, I think, for everyone, and especially in this time where, like, good news is a lot more, is a lot further and few between. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so really true. That's so true. I feel like I'm just getting kind of numb to it. Like, for example, when the runner passed away, mm-hmm. I was so, I was so shocked, and the video, I was like, whoa yeah. whoa 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 oh and God. then you see the george floyd him begging for his life and i have to be honest cry. i haven't been able to see any of you don't ha- that's the thing you don't i don't, need I don't to. think like, it should be a norm exactly but i, just, I think like, because i follow a lot of black people it's like they're republishing it for yeah. awareness because people like the um the young man who died from running it happened like three months ago it just came out it shocks me every single time. I feel overwhelmed and at the same time, like, n- if there was a way better word for, like, unimpressed. Just, like, 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 so, like, devastated. Yeah, devastated. devastated. Not even disappointed. Though. Like, deeper than that. It's crazy. And on top of that, I know that there aren't enough black, like, therapists and psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. So imagine having this kind of societal peeve and it carries your heart and soul every day and the implications that come from that you're not even to really face because you're looking at a white person 
who's telling you to My just... therapist that I used to have was white, and there was one time that I, like, sort of wanted to talk about something that happened with a white person, but I didn't mention it, and then, like, somehow it came up, and she was just like, well, how do you feel, like, having me as a therapist? And I was like, well, you never asked that, but I do feel a little weird sometimes talking to you about things. And they're just like... They're not even that mm. deep of a thing. I can't imagine having, like, what's going on right now affect me so deeply and having to talk about that. Like, that's a completely other conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you're saying that, I'm, like, racking my brain. My therapist was this wonderful Asian woman, and she was... I could talk her fucking yeah. ear off. <laughs> and, like, I'm thinking of if there is any other person that I feel like I would more... Um, like I would, I would be way more aware of what I was saying. Mm-hmm. I think I would speak less carelessly. I feel like if I had a white therapist, and I had mm. never thought yeah, about that, and before. it was like I, because obviously, like you guys too, like we're all people of color, and I feel so comfortable saying things to you guys because it's not just like you're there for me. It's that you guys like have felt it before. It's like having someone who can mm-hmm, actually yeah. empathize is so different than someone who just cares. Because like yeah, she cared so much, and like. She tried to help me through certain things, but, like, she didn't understand. Like, there are some things that you just don't understand, and it's, like, it doesn't feel as good. Like, yeah. you can't help me in and that it's, way. It's, yeah. It's hard, because I think, like, shared experience, right? Like, that is, it is, it is so much easier to relate to someone who has shared an experience as you, and, like, for the listeners that don't know me, I'm, I'm super white-passing. I'm pale as fuck, because I'm half Mexican, half Canadian, and... Um, so my experience is a little bit different and I'm super cognizant of that, but like, even so there are like cultural things and, and ethnic things that like, sometimes my, my like white friends don't understand. And like, we, we, I think part of the reason that the four of us have been really close and like really open with each other and like really understood has been because to some level like we are allies Mm -hmm. but we're also like people that have experienced um and it's important as your friends to like encompass all parts of your identities that's totally fucked up for someone to look at you white passing and knowing that you're mexican canadian and to kind of dismiss that mexican side because you're white passing Like, how does that help you? That's honestly, I could do a whole episode talking about, like, (laughs) just how my black peers view me growing up in predominantly white communities. Dude, the cultural, like, lack of Also, within, within our own, like, races and ethnicities themselves. Interracism is more painful. This shit does not get simple. Never. (laughs) It's so complex. So, yes. guys, listeners, if you're listening, literally, please go fucking sign yes, the petitions. Please, please. Be an ally. Don't Absolutely. reach. Like, don't just support famous black people. Support don't, your yeah. friends, your neighbors, your doctors, your lawyers. Like, pay attention to what your friends post. Mm-hmm. They have been posting the most wonderful resources. And, like, those are the people that you should really be listening yeah, to. Yeah, 100%. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Brenda, thanks so much for being so vulnerable yeah. and like dead fucking deadly ass. So I wish I could give God. you a hug. Holy shit! Oh my god! I love you guys so much. I love much. you guys. I love you guys so much. So fucking much. more. I love. I love that we have the the room. Tara just said this. I love that we have this space where we can all 
really talk about these things and like get emotional about yeah. them when we need to and like and it's uncomfortable it's so un- I feel uncomfortable a lot of the time but like but I think that it's so important to have it's agency. these discussions agency for Amon Arbery and agency for George mm-hmm. Floyd and you yes. need to, yeah. yes and you need to like yeah. you need to immerse yourself in discomfort to grow as a human being so it's like 110 percent. i believe that your 20s are meant to break your comfort mm-hmm. zones just because the amount of opportunities even though yes it sucks that time feels frozen we, the opportunities that we have right now to really indulge in just a passion project like this a privilege dead ass the fact that we could do this and record it and not have to worry about so many other things it's such a privilege and i'm really glad that we're able to recognize that i'm i'm glad that we're able to have these uncomfortable conversations with people that we're so comfortable with and hopefully it'll open up conversations for other people who might be listening Absolutely. I hope so. It better. Facts. It Please. better. Y'all better go fucking it talk better. about if you don't, shit. If you don't support everything that we just talked about, don't listen to us. Don't. I don't like the lowest of keys. <laughs> if you are listening to this and you know me, and I said something to you that you think is problematic, unfollow me yeah. right now. Block if, me. If, oh if oh this is a call to action, yes, please do call something that action. makes you feel like you're 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 helping mm-hmm. with this cause. You know. It, it's literally especially i must say it especially if you're fucking white like you need to like you you open it. your eyes that's the motherfucking tea that's and that's tea. episode two, two you guys thank Number you so much for thank you so much bella ciao no. Yes. Why not? <laughs> Do you have your? Speaker? I don't know what that is. Ciao. Bella ciao. It's a money heist. From money it's a money heist. heist. We what? can sing it. It's from Money Heist. It's from Money Heist. Okay, Bella Chow? Yeah, the Bella song. Chow, Bella Chow, Bella Chow, Bella Chow, Bella, Bella Chow, Chow, Bella Chow, Chow, Bella Chow, Bella Chow, Pussy. We all sang such different versions. We all sang such different versions. Bye, guys. See you next week. Adios.